What's up world, it's Katrina. And Marlena, and this is Excess Baggage. The podcast where two friends in their 30s unpack all of life's baggage. This episode, we will be unpacking father wounds. Okay, let's start the show. Hey girl. Hello. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. How are you? I am here. (laughs) I am here. What is your baggage today? Well, I don't I don't know if it's today or if it's a a combination of things, but Mm. I feel that my mind has been going a million miles a minute. I've been thinking about um I was listening to something during a walk because I go on long walks sometimes and uh, (laughs) I go on long walks on the beach. No, Um, (laughs) but I was listening and this person said, like, how do you want to feel? You know, your life a lot of times should be uh, revolved around how you want to feel. Sure. And, um, I try my best to feel good, but just like anybody else, um, I have days when I don't feel so good and I get really, uh, you know, in my head and just, you know, negative self-talk for no reason. Sure. (laughs) And I've just been, I would say in the last week or so turning the page of just like, no, how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel good? Like, okay. Do you want to feel like you have more money in your pocket? Like, okay, Mm. so what is the plan? Like, you know, um, I create a lot of plans in my life, but not necessarily plans for my life. Mm, That's Um, a really good distinction. And I'm really good at, you know, getting, uh, things taken care of, especially when I'm, uh, tapping into a group, you know, I'm trying to make sure the group is happy. You know, what do I think the collective, you know, right. right. What are they going to, how, how are they going to feel? And not necessarily about me. Like, yes, of course there will be some stuff in there about me because just, I like things the way I like them. And, you know, it, it might be something specific that I know it's like, okay, you know that that was for you, but it right. really is for, you know, the group or the community and how, how it's going to play, how do, how are things going to play out? And that's not necessarily what I do for my future and how I want things right. to look. I, I do a lot of stuff. I do um, a lot of, you know, I try my best to stay up on, you know, being mindful and, you know, living in gratitude and, um, you know, also being compassionate enough to know that we're all trying to figure it out. And each person is the main star of their own show. You know, that's just the way that it is. Uh, but how we, you know, how we have access to one another and what we do with said things, sometimes it's not really good for you. And so I'm just trying to think, about and move in a direction that is forward because mm. I spent a lot of time uh dre- dre- dredging up the, not even dredging up the past but thinking about how I could have did things differently and right not, and not recognizing like yes that is how it was then but this is how it is now right so 
staying present, I might be good at be, because I can stay present in what I am creating the scenario that I'm creating in my mind, right. not necessarily being president, like, Hey, yes, stay present. But like y- your future is just as important as that feeling of, I feel good right now, but it's like, okay, yes, I feel good right now. But when the doors are closed and I'm by myself, what else, what else, you know, what else is going to keep you going? You yeah. know, what, what is going to drive you? And so I'm really, um, trying to step into, um, a clear, uh, even more clear because I imagine where I am right now, of course, but I just want to be more clear. And I say, I feel like my baggage is just dealing with that and not being able, being able to, to deal with it and not stick in my past ways or, just completely fall apart altogether because Mm. I I have those moments, Mm -hmm. you know, and while I hold it all together and may seem like the strong friend and the strong person, there's a lot of of baggage behind that um, people pleasing and face of that. I've been trained in a way to, you know, present how to present myself. So, um, you know, that stems from so many things, but right. Particularly, <laughs> you know, particularly a lot, just being black in general, you know, right. just we're good at masking a lot of mm. pain. Cause we have to be right. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel good. I, I feel like it's, it's turning around. There was a lot of baggage these last I would say month, it's been a lot of baggage, but I am hoping for the best, just like everybody else, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a lot, but I'm glad that you're in a place of being mindful, but also contemplating and being present in the, the thought process. Cause sometimes right. like sometimes we're just moving and we're not present in what's happening. And at least if we have awareness and are able to say like, okay, like this is what's happening and this is how I want to shift. Even if we don't do it yet, like it, that's a step in the right direction. So hopefully it'll start to shift. Yeah. That's, that's all, that's all I can hope for. Right. I'm not even, of course, I'm hopeful that it all works out. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. of course, but I'm hoping for just the shift to mm. take place. I'm not even right. in the place of saying like, yeah, I'm in the place, of course, you know, dream, even starting to even dream again, because I mm. had gotten to a place where, okay, I can take care of myself. I can do a lot of things or whatnot. And I got really comfortable and so I wasn't really dreaming of, of possibilities in my career. I was not really dreaming of possibilities in my love life. I was not dreaming about any type of possibilities. Like you said, I was just in it, <laughs> you know, just and I'm moving, just, right. just moving. And so I feel like now I'm like, okay, you know, when we turn another year, you know, and I just had a birthday, you know, couple, not that long ago, it hasn't been that long. When you turn that other year, it's like, yeah, it's a, a sense of reflection, of course, but it's the, the reflection. I'm just like, okay, I can reflect all day. Right. Like what you're going to have better times mm-hmm. in order to have those, like 
what's up? <laughs> you know, that, that's basically what it is. In order to have them, you got to show up. Yeah, you got to show up. So anyway, that was long-winded, but that is where my mind has been or where I'm tra- I'm training <laughs> my mind to make a leap. Mm. Okay. Keep us updated. Oh, you know, I'm sure one of these uh, <laughs> episodes will bring episodes you right back something. I'll be like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it. Right. Oh. Uh, what about you? What's your baggage? So <laughs> I was thinking about this as we were logging in and getting ready. And I was like, what is my baggage? I feel like so much has happened that like, I'm not even processing all the things that have happened. And so like, I am in this place and my baggage is very surface level, but also maybe the baggage is the fact that I'm not processing in this moment and I've just got to like hear and present. Because I was like, what's my baggage? I was like, my baggage is, is hot as shit and I ain't got no fans. And the reason that is baggage is because every year since I moved into this place, I've been telling myself I was going to buy fans. And why, I don't know, four years in, I still ain't got no fans. I don't know. That's beyond me. But. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Four years in, summer comes every year. (laughs) And there still ain't no fans in this piece. Like, as we're speaking right now, there's no fans? The the fan that's sitting next to me is borrowed from my mama as of this week. Okay, so you Amazon a lot of stuff. You can Amazon. Ma'am, I don't know, okay? Like, I don't have... <laughs> I, I, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say nothing else. Ma'am, when I tell you it makes no sense. I'm pretty sure you live by Costco, too. Ma'am, Costco, Lowe's, Home Depot, Target, like... <laughs> when I tell you it makes no sense. Right. I've been home for about a week. It's been hot as shit for about a week. Yeah, my pits are sweating right now. Like yes. as we're talking. And I, I don't even know why. Like, I mean, I do. It's probably like 90 degrees outside. I don't even know. But I know it's that hot. it's hot. Um, And, you know, it's natural girls or whatever. It's like, I'm pretty sure that I'm, I smell good because I took a shower this morning. But at the same time, I'm like, but it's hot. It's hot. And I'm sweating. And your body is going to sweat. Yeah. And yes. I'm not with it. But yeah. I knew it was going to be hot this morning because I went for a walk. And I could tell, first of all, I never seen this many people out mm, at the same mm-hmm. time that early. So that right. like, I'm like, oh, it's going to be hot because everyone's getting their walks in now. Early. Right. And it's like 9 a.m. And I'm right. like, usually there don't be nobody fucking outside. Like, no, like right. zero people. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone was out with their dogs. Like they're like, let's get this shit in now. Cause guess what? We chilling. Clearly that's not Katrina. Cause I know it's going to be hot every fucking year. <laughs> Summer comes around the same time every year. And I yes. still ain't got no we, fans. In yeah. this and we live in Los Angeles. And we, we live in Los Angeles. It is warm a lot of the time. So I have been talking to myself about that because why I have no fans in my home makes zero sense. And I've lived here for several years at this point. So 
that is what I'm claiming as my baggage in this moment, because I feel like that is really ridiculous. And I've been talking to myself about it. But I also recognize that there is some other baggage that's probably more like mental, emotional baggage sitting in the background somewhere. But we ain't dealing with that yet. Like, we're just not there right now. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Amen. At least, you know, I am fully aware that there's some shit back there. We got to dig up eventually. But, you know, we get there when we get there. For now, we're going to drink some tequila and record this podcast. <laughs> I'm real done. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but today's topic is father wounds. Um, our last episode was in May and we talked about the mamas. And the now mother wounds. Now we're here and it's June. Um, we're going to talk about the daddy wounds. We are. Um, and before we get into that, though, I find it very... Um, I'm just like, wow, like, <laughs> you know how they make these jokes about how, like, Mother's Day, everybody goes above and beyond, and Father's Day, you know, they get, like, you know, maybe socks, <laughs> right. some shit that, like, they, but I, I even think about, like, damn, this weekend is Juneteenth, and it's all these Juneteenth, like, celebrations, celebrations and all this stuff, and daddy like, gave there it. ain't no daddy, I, I've seen, like, barely any Father's Day Thanks. Barely. Yeah. Um, mm. But, mm. but you know what that's about. New holiday, you know. Yeah. New phone, who this? Everybody wants to hop on. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm actually thinking about going. There's like something at the Hollywood Bowl or something. For Juneteenth? Like for Juneteenth. And it's supposed to be like the, the first all black orchestra to play the Hollywood Bowl. And, and it's going to be televised on CNN and all this stuff. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, I low-key want to go. Just because right. I'm like, really? What are they going to be doing up there? I'm really interested. That is very interesting. I hope that's... I, mm, I just want to believe that all of this stuff ain't for show. I really hope so as well. Like, I hope they're I really, getting the recognition that they want, need, and deserve. That they're just not being put on a stage for some clout. Like I hope, because I'm no, sure this orchestra been around for a minute. Like I know, <laughs> but and there's like all these you know celebrities and stuff, and Janae Aiko and all, all these people performing. And um, it sounds like a good time. It I sounds just, like a good time. I'm just wondering, like, what are they going to be saying in between? Right. How is this going to be a teachable thing? And um, is it for Juneteenth or y'all just doing it this weekend because it's a Black orchestra? I don't know. No, no, no. I think it's for Juneteenth. No, I think it definitely is for that. I just, I don't know. I'm interested to see where this goes. I am, but uh, anyway, it's Father's Day too, so it's like okay, <sighs> again. But dads, <laughs> dads don't give a fuck. They, I think either they do or they don't. Yeah, I think it. I, I feel the same way about mamas, though. Like but because some I know people care and some people don't. True, but I would say more mothers probably care than fathers care because I feel like they know that they that usually they don't get they're not going to get shit so it's that's a like, problem right so maybe is it like, that they don't care or that they've just written off that they don't get as much so i don't know maybe we'll put a poll up on our um instagram or something or on spotify and find out you know if there's any dads out there listening do you guys care if you get treated right on father's day or are you like i don't care because 
I know you was going to give me shit anyway. And <laughs> you know what? Why get my hopes up? So I've trained myself not to care. Or would you like to be, would you like to get some recognition? Yeah. And not That's... just be, and not just because you have a baby either, but you're an actual father. Parent, right. Um, I'm just wondering, curious. Yeah. That's really interesting though, to think about the way, as we're talking about father wounds, like the way that even society approaches fatherhood versus motherhood and how much of that, it makes me wonder, obviously my psychology brain goes to like, how much of that contributes to the reason why people have father wounds and how fathers show up in the home and things of that nature, especially Black fathers. It just makes me wonder like how much of our father wounds and the ways that men behave in the home or with their children um, is a contribution of society and how we are socialized to believe uh, that fathers are not as important or even in our celebration of fatherhood versus motherhood that like in society, it's just not taking it seriously. I don't know. It just makes me wonder like how much of that also contributes to how men behave in the home, especially Black men, how they show up in their homes, how they show up with their children. And, you know, those behaviors are what then creates father wounds. So I don't know. It's interesting to think about from that perspective of like how society even socializes us to look at the difference between fathers and mothers. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking about how fathers, when you're saying how they, you know, act in the home. And I was thinking about, is it, would it be, I don't want to say correct. Is it my, it could be my an, an opinion. Maybe I, I don't know if it's mine, but it's an opinion <laughs> that if you had, if someone had, if a guy had a good father growing up, mm-hmm. that maybe he took that father being good for granted. And so in turn, maybe what, maybe not a great father to their offspring, but I feel like someone who did have a father who was, you know, an asshole, you know, they had some, you know, serious issues with their father. I feel like those people turn out to be sometimes better fathers. Cause they're just like, no, like mm-hmm. I went through that whole, like, Oh, I'm a disciplinarian. I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm here to, you know, discipline yeah. it, but not really have, a relationship with them. And I don't want to have that same relationship with with my kid. I want them to be able to come to me regardless if they did something bad or whatever the case may be. And just, I want to have that open dialogue and be able to have a better relationship with my kid versus, you know, um, whatever they grew up with, you know, and I don't want to say that that's going to be, that's again, that's, an opinion or something I'm just something I'm thinking of like could that be a reason why people father the way that they do I think that definitely could be a reason but I don't think that that is exclusive right like it's not that I mean I'm not that you're saying this but it's not that every person who had a bad father is going to become a better father and every person who had a good father is not going to be a good father I think the reasons why people become the types of parent they become is vast. And I think those could be some of the reasons. Um, And I think that goes for the the same for mothers and other 
ways that we behave in society and in the world and in our roles and all of that kind of stuff. But I definitely think sometimes the way that we are presenting ourselves as adults is in general to combat what what we experience as children or to lean further into what we experience as children and yeah Mm -hmm. I think that leans into parenthood for sure I've never heard that specifically applied to parenthood especially to men and fatherhood which is interesting but I think human behavior across the board yeah that's how we learn true yeah so that makes sense um so what would you say would be some father wounds mm-hmm. um, and how do you know you got them? <laughs> I, we talked about this in the mother wound episode, but you know, when you show up in relationships with either your father, father figures or men in particular in a certain kind of way, and there's like a pattern behavior in that, there's probably something um, related to father wounds that is bringing that up. It could also be related to past relationships. Let's not get that misconstrued. But Mm -hmm. if there is something around a pattern of how you see men and how you engage with men, then there's a high chance, high likelihood that there's something going on there. Um, that could stem from relationship with your father growing up. Or the lack thereof, right? Because father wounds can be uh, abandonment wounds. Like he was not present. Uh, That could be physically. He could be present physically, but not emotionally or mentally. That could be the nigga just wasn't around at all. (laughs) Or that could be he just, you know, didn't show up when you needed him in really particular moments. That could be he was around, but he wasn't in the home. That could also bring up some abandonment stuff where like you here, but you ain't here. Right. And what does that look like? And sometimes it's not even like you're not in the home, like you live somewhere else, but like you work in 15 jobs and I don't ever see you. Yep. Um, I think those are the ones that I think we hear about a lot are like the neglect, the daddy not being around, daddy not being present, not being emotionally available, like all of that. I think those can be wounds. Um, we were talking off the air about father as a disciplinarian too. And I think that's a huge wound. Like if in the home, he is required to always be the person who is doing the uh, disciplining and not able to show up as like the caregiver and, you know, the nurturer, any of those other things, whether he's making that choice or it's been given to him, um, that can be a huge wound as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, (laughs) I've had experience in that department where, you know, I didn't feel like um, I, I I felt like when it came to discipline, um, if you were not like there normally, like in the household, like you were saying, it's kind of hard to take it as serious, especially if you don't feel like, you know, you know, that person knows the day to day or knows what's going on and really is keeping, you know, up with you. Right. Uh, so yeah. 
And it depends, like, I don't know. And people discipline differently as well. Absolutely. And so, you know, not every father disciplines the same way, but I, I know what you mean as in like, they can tap into, you know, um, they're basically sent in to do the dirty work, you know, right. it's like if it's the arguments and then, you know, AKA so-called nagging from mom doesn't work. Um, then it's like, okay, we're sending in the big guns and it, and it's serious. Right. But I, oh, uh, but for me, it, it was very hard to take some, t- take, take it serious, you know, just because of the way that the situation was at hand. So, right. Um, yeah. 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 And I would say that across for every father figure in my life as well. I wouldn't even say just my father. I would say just men in my life. Um, you know, they worked, they right. worked, they were gone a lot of the times. And, you know, a lot of the, you know, time that I did get, which I was thankful that, um, you know, my grandmother was able to be at home and like to have that experience where it's like, okay, you have that, that was a real hands-on experience. You right. know, I never felt like, um, uncared for. Right. So, you know, and you can't say that a lot for most people because they do have working parents and their parents have to get babysitters and, you know, look into daycare and things like that. And it happens like that because you know how America's set up shit. (laughs) You got to do what you got to do. So yeah, I don't know. I think I definitely had a mix of both growing up where like my father, he was definitely more of the disciplinarian. And I think some of that was, um, some of that I think is just natural to some degree. You know, my daddy had a deeper voice. So when he he got a little bit more serious about something like you kind of like perked up like, oh, okay. Um, Mm. But my mom also disciplined us because my father at certain points in my life, not always, but at certain points in my life worked two and three jobs. And so she would have to discipline us a lot of the time. But I do think um, it impacted to some degree, especially when I became a teenager and I was out here, you know, acting a little wild. I think it impacted my relationship with my father to some degree where we were at odds more because of that, because he was the one who would have to step in and like handle things. Um, and also because my father and I, everyone that knows me can tell you I am my father's child. I look like the man. I have, we have very similar personality traits. <laughs> we have very like similar interests to some degree or the way that we like see the world to some degree, I think my vision is a little bit more um, expansive to some degree, some of that being because I'm a woman, some of that generationally, all of that, but like I am my father to a T and that did not go over well when I became a teenager and wanted to have voice and like was expressing in ways that maybe weren't the most appropriate for the situation. Um, And so that definitely kind of, I think tore into our relationship and created some wounds there because he was constantly the person that I had to like feel like I was at in battle with I guess um 
in a way that I wasn't with my mom because I just wasn't, I didn't have to be. And because my mom responded to me differently. So even when my mom was disciplining me, it just went differently. Whereas like when my dad tried to discipline me, we was just like, I don't know, at odds because we were the same person. (laughs) That just didn't work. (laughs) Yeah. I think that for me, I needed a balance. I hmm. needed a balance. I, I, you know, was raised by my grandparents, my father's parents. And so um, I saw my father a lot. You know, we, it's not like he was not around. I would never say that. Um, but, you know, um, I think as he was growing up, I, you know, as I was growing up, he was growing up as well. Right. And so, um, you know, while, I feel like my grandfather, which I saw regularly, um, but again, he was also working all the time. You know, he owned his own business. He had to take care of things. But I did feel uh, that my grandfather uh, made me feel special. Mm. Um, And I felt like my father, it's not that he made me, he didn't make me feel special. I would say that um, because we thought differently, I felt like I was an odd, you know, like the oddball or I was, you know, different, so to speak. And I always felt like he, you know, uh, in a way, and this is a bad analogy, but like, he's the cool kid. And I'm kind of like the, like Mm. the one that's like, well, I know some things too. And I like, yeah, yeah, you you don't, what, you know, it's kind of like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so the, our, I feel like our relationship a lot of the time while he, he, um, you know, did give me life. Um, I feel a lot of times he's more of like the way we have discussions or talks or stuff like that. A lot of times, um, um, I, I would say it was more like a brother, you mm-hmm. know, although he's not, you know, like I, I I'm clear on the roles, Right. Um, but it, it felt but different. It, it just felt different. And um, it's just the way of the way how I entered into the world and the way right. that I was brought up. And that's just the way that our family dynamic is. Right. Um, I didn't know. I can't say that I liked it mm. um, at times. Yes. But at other times, no. And um, but I a long time ago just accepted it. Right. And um, even if I share any type of frustration with anything, I I also feel like it's like, look, um, you can continue on and you can have choose to have a relationship. I always feel like choose to have the relationship, even if the relationship may not be what you want it to be. Maybe one day it will be what you want it to be. But Um, I feel like, like I said, I feel like as he was growing, growing, as I was growing up, he was also growing up. So I, you know, you had to come to accept that he may not be what you were looking for or expecting in a father in that moment because he didn't have the capacity. Yeah. You know, but isn't that the case for all of our parents? (laughs) No, it is. It it really is for all of our parents. That's why all of our caregivers on every level, like they are also growing as we are growing. Definitely. You know, and and I, like I said in the last episode, you know, about mother wounds, like I've definitely have had my um, share of wounds all around. So Mm -hmm. 
Um, but you know, th- those things don't define, you know, I try, they define me in a way like, yes, they happen, but they don't define me as in like who I am and who I'm, you know, who I'm changing into being. Right. Because that's a part of the healing is recognizing this is something that happened and this is a part of who I who I am or how I was raised, but that doesn't have to be who I am in the day to day or how I move through the world. And I think a big part of my healing from my father wounds was coming to that exact realization that you were just talking about of like, this man was still growing up. Like he was still figuring life out. He was still trying to figure out himself with a child now, right? And a child, no less, that was mirroring all of his shit back to him. Like there's some stuff in that. And to be able to like see him as a human being and being able to say, okay, like he was also growing and he did the best that he could. And maybe that didn't always show up in the ways that I expected or needed or desired, but that I don't have to let that continue to be my narrative. I don't have to let that continue to be how I show up in the world that I can release that and I can be thankful for the ways that he showed up that felt good. And even to some degree, be thankful for the ways that he showed up that I don't want to repeat because they did not feel good. No, a hundred percent. I felt like uh, for me, uh, I, I felt when I heard like, you know, father wounds, daddy wounds, whatever you want to call them. You know, of course, I think about, you know, oh, what people always, I feel a lot of times when women, you know, date a certain way or meet a certain Mm -hmm. person, they always stigmatize them and say immediately, oh, she has daddy Daddy issues. issues. Right. Right. And um, while in some extreme uh, cases that can be true, um, I think for me, you know, I've thought about that. I've definitely thought about it and really, you know, tried to have a serious conversation with myself um, as to like, okay, you keep dating the the same type of person. They kind of in some ways remind you of your father. Mm. Um, but I didn't know if that was a coincidence. <laughs> I didn't know if that was just right. I didn't know I if that, that was, I didn't know if that was just by chance. I didn't know what it was. I knew what I was getting getting into, and I knew that there was, you know, a version of myself that was trying to, you know, people please a lot. Absolutely. But I never thought like, oh, if I dated somebody, you know, in a different age range, like, oh, she, (laughs) oh, it must be because she's like, got daddy issues. I always thought that was strange. Yeah. Because I date, I have dated older guys. And um, I also feel like it's a part of the fact that I grew up with older people. Right. So while to some people it might be like, oh, like, whoa, they're older than you like they're for real older than you and I'm like yeah but at the same time there's a type of thing that I'm look I feel like that I'm looking for that's not necessarily happening in the other side of the dating pool I'm not saying right. it's impossible but there's just certain things that higher likelihood over there yeah <laughs> now I know now like where I'm not gonna go anymore you know once I've been <laughs> where I've been, I know where I'm not going to go anymore. But at the same time, I also know, yeah, 
it's a different generation and there's just certain things that people do now that I'm don't really vibe with, you know, unless they were raised right. I don't know. There's a lot of people that wasn't raised right. Like, I don't know what's going on out here, but there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of shit. So I know where (laughs) I know where I want to be, though. (laughs) I'm glad you figured that out for you. (laughs) Would you say (laughs) that that is one of the differences in how father wounds has impacted you versus your mother wounds though like would you say that dating is like the way that your father wounds show up differently yeah I would I would say that because I mean honestly it's both because I I talked about earlier like the way I communicate Mm, you know right I got the the way that I communicate I learned from my mother Mm, you know mm -hmm. I, I learned from my you know my grandmother I look, I learned how to communicate through, through her. And so I would say it's all kind of wrapped it up into it. I wouldn't just say it's like, oh, this is what I'm looking for. Or, you know, it's this particular wound. I feel like it's all integrated. You know, it's all integrated. That because if sense. I, if I communicated a certain way, you know what I mean? Certain things would be quite different. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think my father wounds have shown up more in dating, but I also think part of that is because there was a long time where I didn't realize that I had mother wounds, um, that that is something that I came to in my 30s and didn't realize prior to then. Um, but I think my father wounds popped up very clearly in the way of me for a a while, maybe not even consciously, not dating men that were like me because I felt like we couldn't get along. Like it was never going to work because I had so many moments of that with my dad where, and don't get me wrong, like my dad and I get along really well a lot of the time, but when we bump heads, we bump heads and it's like a battle. And so I felt like I don't want that type of relationship in dating. And so I think very unconsciously, I was choosing men that were like completely different from me. (laughs) I didn't want to date nobody that was like anything like me. Um, And that was very unconscious for a while. And I think a pattern I recognized at some point, but it it also wasn't working for me because some of the men I was dating, they just, you know, they were too different. (laughs) It just wasn't a good fit. But I think that showed up more than my mother wounds. But I also think some of that is just because I didn't know I had those wounds for my mom. Right. You did say that. You did. Yeah. Yeah. I would say one of the ways that it shows up definitely is, um, you know, I do need quality time with my partner. And I do feel like that stems from not even so much a father wound, but it kind of stems from the fact that like, yeah, uh, the time that I did get to spend with my, um, grandfather, the times that I did get to spend with my father, like I really cherished those times. And so, um, I, I know that like quality time is really important to me because if I don't have it, then I do, then I do start to feel like I'm being abandoned, Mm. like, you know, and that's not a good feeling. 
you know, it, um, it really isn't. And, and I'm not even so much of saying like, oh, I'm clingy. I need to talk. I need to be with this person every second of the day or nothing along those lines, nothing right. along those lines. Trust me. It's not, but I feel like, you know, making the time or, um, following through like those types of things, um, became really important to me in my relationships because in, you know, there are times when that did not happen for me. Absolutely. Um, so, or maybe they follow, I'll say, I won't even say not follow through. I would say happening on their timetable. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Without, and that would always to me be kind of like, okay, that's strange. Yeah. You know, so in in my relationships, I'm like, no, like, (laughs) I don't really want that. Because right. if it's only on your timetable, my timetable is never going to like nothing, nothing about right. it is ever going to be a sense of urgency. Right. Mm. This makes my mind go to the place of also like how much of our wounds is created because of a certain level of a certain dynamic between parent and child, regardless of who the parent is. And so to some degree, there's like this authoritarian way of being as a parent I'm the parent you're the child you do as I say and so as a parent yeah things are going to be on my time and that may not be exactly what the dynamic was they might have been on their own time for other reasons but it also makes me wonder like how much of our wounds can also be created just because of the dynamic of parent and child not necessarily because anything wrong is happening but I'm the parent. Like we have to consider my time before we consider anybody else's time because I have the most going on and I'm the one who controls the time to some degree of what everybody in the household is doing and how as a child, you don't see that. You don't understand that. You're not behind the scenes seeing everything that goes into that. And so you're just kind of like, oh, like my time is never considered and how that can. No, but you can feel it. Right. And right. those feelings are not always, I won't, I, I will say the feelings are always valid, but the feelings are not always what you think they are. Right. They're not always reality of what's right. happening. Exactly. Hmm. I don't think I've ever thought about like parent wounds in that way, but hearing you say that it made me reflect on that. And that's interesting. And I think a good thing for us to also, and for the audience also to think about when we think about the wounds that we have, like how much of that was created because our parents were doing something that didn't feel, that wasn't right and didn't feel good. And how much of it was like, this was the dynamic and that's just how we internalized it. Um, and that there was nothing wrong necessarily in the dynamic, but that's just how we internalized it because we're children and you internalize everything. It's true. You do. Hmm. I like that. I'm going to sit with that for a while. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I just want everybody. I think for me, the biggest thing is just, I wish that, well, I won't say I wish I would say recently in recent times, you know, I've been seeing more men, more men and more black men um, being more open about things that they're feeling and being more open to to have conversations and dialogue about different things. Um, Yes. And I hope that that somehow stems within family dynamics, because a lot of times when you want to have a conversation with your mother or your father, you know, it can be kind of hard for them to hear certain things and not take it like, oh, 
you're saying that I'm a bad parent. It's like, no, I'm, I'm telling you how I felt in the moment. Right. And I'm telling you that like, it is what it is. But if our relationship is going to get better, like it wouldn't, be, I, I feel like it would be unnatural not to talk about it. Sure. And not even in a, and not even talk about it in an accusatory way, but to say like, yeah, like some of the stuff that happened before really did hurt me. Right. You know, and there's an acknowledgement there that can be the the window to healing. Absolutely. You know, and so I just hope with that wave that not only for our generation, but the generation after us, after us and those to come, that there is more open dialogues and there is more open discussion that like it doesn't come off of come in a place that's coming from. Like I said, like pointing fingers, pointing and, fingers yeah. or shaming somebody, but at least having what you're saying actually heard, received, and then thinking of actual items of how we can repair said situation. Absolutely. And the repair is not always going to be uh, rough either. I don't even know if it it always needs to be like, oh, it's going to take therapy and we're going to have to sit down. Yeah. You know, in some situations, I would say that it could be good, <laughs> you know, especially um, to have somebody there that is not necessarily in anybody's corner, but right. there to, 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 um, give perspective yeah to validate and to honor all sides and offer everything that we are not always able to see because we are just coming from our own perspective right yeah I too hope that we especially in the black community I always want to say that first first and foremost in the black community especially because there's so much hurt and pain um I I too hope that we are able to have more of these conversations. And I think sometimes the repair is simply just having that conversation and feeling heard. And when you feel heard, then sometimes the pain, the wound starts to kind of release its toll on you because you're able to just feel seen and heard. And sometimes it's being able to listen to the other side of things, just in the example we were just talking about of like, a parent being able to say, I wasn't disregarding your time as much as I just needed to be mindful of time in general. And these are the things that I had going on. I wasn't trying to be, you know, disrespectful to what your wants, needs, and desires were, but this is what I had going on. And so to some degree, like I had to make choices based off of that and how that information can now shift the narrative that is circling in my head around you know, how you treated me or how you treated my time. Um, But I think just like we talked about in the last episode, that when we don't have the opportunity to have those conversations or that dialogue, or we do, and that person is just not in a place where they're able to hear and validate and be present in that conversation in a way that is nurturing and helpful, then, you know, sometimes we have to take other routes. And I am thankful because I would say, when I was ready to start to heal the the stuff with my father, I don't think that he was ready. And so it took me having to 
be in other spaces, be in therapy, have conversations in other spaces so that I could heal myself from the things that took place. And then when my father was ready, you know, we were able to heal our relationship differently because he was able to show up in those conversations differently. But when I was ready in in my early 20s, in my late teens, he wasn't. He wasn't there yet. He wasn't you know, he still had some growing to do for himself. And so sometimes we got to do the work for ourselves. But that also doesn't mean that they'll never come around. I'm very thankful that eventually my father got to the place where we can now have these conversations and be like, no, daddy, you was wrong. Like, or this is how I felt. And he could be like, oh, but that's not what I meant. Like, that's not what was happening. And we can, you know, share that and realize that we were both in our own stuff at the time. Um, And, you know, the healing happens from there. I don't have to do as much of that healing in therapy now because I'm able to have those conversations with him openly. Mm. But we don't always get that opportunity. And it's been a minute. It's been a decade before we could get to that place where we could have those conversations. Right. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't presume to know if I will get that chance. I hope that I do. Yeah. Uh, but I also, there's a lot of stuff there. Mm. And, you know, I, I've always said I can only do so much. Absolutely. And so, well, yes, I've been in therapy and yes, you know, I deal with, you know, any wounds that I may be experiencing at the time. I don't always tap into certain ones because, um, I may not be ready or I know, like you said, I'm not sure of the status of the other party. Right. You know? So it's like, okay, I can do what I can do and we can be who we are right now, how we are. And I'm, I'm hoping for it to be, for it to get better, you know? And I know that, yeah, it is going to take me wanting to to go there and do the hard thing. But I feel like um, I have been having some, you know, shit with the men department for a while. <laughs> right. Um, you know, in all, in all aspects of my life. So I feel like right now I'm just like, okay, like I don't really want to deal. I really just want to like you said, work on myself, heal myself, and um, and I'll come. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll get there. You Absolutely. I mean? I'll, I'll I I'm oh I am perfectly okay with taking my time. Absolutely. It didn't take quick seconds for you to get to this place. It's okay to take time to heal from it. Right. I also want to say, as a therapist, and I think this is sometimes controversial in our field. I am someone who is of the mindset that healing doesn't happen, doesn't always happen in one way. And that what I mean by that is some people believe that you always have to go back and like dig into childhood and do all of these things. And I do think that there is some merit in that, like that there can be a lot that you can do with that. And it can be really beneficial in a lot of ways. I also think that part of healing is sometimes just acknowledging that there's something happening in this moment and shifting it. And so I think sometimes 
we don't always want to get down to the nitty gritty, the trauma, the wound, the, the hurt, the whatever. We're just not ready. We don't know that it's there. We don't have access to it. It happened at a young age. It happened in a, in a moment that we blacked out on. Like there's so many reasons why we can't access the past but it can still be impacting the present. And part of healing can also just happen in the present where we are aware that there's something happening, aware that it's not something that we wanna to continue to participate in and start to create an idea of what it looks like to shift that and then put that into action. And that that is just as much healing as going back and touching that wound and opening it up and being in that or whatever. And sometimes we never do that. Sometimes we never are ready. Sometimes we just don't want to. Sometimes that wound is still cursing to it because it's not, it's not healed or scabbed over enough to be able to do that in a healthy way. Sometimes we don't remember. So I mean, sometimes we just don't have the ability to do that. And sometimes we don't care to. And that all of that can be okay. Sometimes it's starting from now and moving forward. Um, just like you were talking about in your baggage, like what is the behavior that I'm participating in now? How do I want to shift that regardless of where it comes from? How do I want to show up now and start making those changes? And sometimes in doing that, we uncover the wound and we heal it. Um, from the inside out, but sometimes we just have to like put a dressing on it and, <laughs> and like keep it moving. Like it unscabbed over and I'm just not going to pick at it, but I'm going to put some Neosporin on it and a Band-Aid and <laughs> let it heal from the outside and be done with it. Um, and I think that can be just as beneficial and useful. And so it doesn't have to be that you dig up the wound if you're not ready or if you don't want to. Yeah. But making different choices is just as much healing as choosing to dig up the old stuff. Yeah. Ooh, well. Little child. You know, that was a lot. Mm-hmm. Excess baggage. That's what the show is called. Um, and we signed up for it. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Um, yeah. Well, that's that on that. I don't really have anything to add. I, all I will, I will add that I hope that everybody, whatever womb that you do have, you do find some way to, you know, find peace. Yeah. To find peace with it, even if you're not ready to deal. Absolutely. Because if nothing else, you deserve some peace. y'all this next segment is called roses marlena who do you want to give your rose to today so i'm gonna give since we're talking about fathers i am gonna give my rose out to all the fathers out there you guys are so um more i i feel like you're more important than you know mm. especially in a, a little girl's life you know who's eventually going to be a woman right. in, the, in this society. <laughs> dealing with a lot of men out here that um will step on our boundaries and take advantage of take advantage of us in some of the most intrusive ways. Mm. So I really want to shout out the fathers that 
are there for their daughters, you know, their sons as well, of course. But I, I'm speaking from being a daughter myself, you know, right. knowing that you have that security and that comfort within your father to me is a big, big thing in our lives. And um, they really can uh, shift your perspective. Absolutely. And how you deal with men. And I feel like a lot of times, I mean, you guys know each, like women, we know women because we are women. You guys are men. And so, you know, you might know more and know how a man might think. And, and, and you can put your said child up on game you know, mm-hmm. on how to deal in certain scenarios. And I feel like, um, you know, the ones that are out there to take it serious and really want to be impactful in their children's lives. I salute y'all. Um, I salute my father for trying as best as he could. And I think that he's in, you know, as you grow older, you reflect and I feel like he wants to be better. Yeah. And I hope that that happens. Like I, 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 I'm a cheerleader for that to happen. You know, I'm totally on board with that. And, you know, my grandfather, I just, I'll give, I give my, probably give my rose to him a bunch of times. I don't even know probably, but I just salute him as in, I, I knew how I wanted to be treated. Mm. Um, Even if I didn't receive said treatment, I do know what it's like to be treated like a lady, to feel that, you know, like I said, that sense of like, you feel special. Right. And I feel like he poured, you know, coming from the dynamic of being a grandfather, grandkids, of course, come in and it's like a do-over almost. It's like the grandkids can do no wrong, you know, because, you know, like you said, every parent goes through their, their thing. And it's like, when you get that do over, it can be a different scenario. And I feel like, uh, my grandfather definitely knows me. And regardless of like him working a million miles a minute, if he could be there, he would be there. If he could give me his last, he would give me his last without even, even blinking. So shout out to the fathers and, um, yeah, that's what I'm giving my rose to as well. And I will say that before I pass it on, I will say that what my father, I feel, has given me is a, is fire, yo. <laughs> it's fire. You know, it's passion. I feel like my passionate part of my personality, and I, I get that from both of my parents, but I really do feel for my father, there's like a, a certain fire underneath me or whatever that I know that I got from from him Mm. um I'm not taking those stuff you know both parents of course but definitely my father and um you know there's no denying the things that he has that he has given me I I could never take that away you know yeah from either my grandfather or my father so shout out to them absolutely and Katrina who are you giving your rose to I am gonna give my rose to my father Shout out to all the daddies and all the father figures, but I specifically want to shout out my father. I think, I think you're right. I think they don't get enough credit. I would say, especially in our community there and not even, I don't even think it's our community necessarily, but it's the way that our community is depicted 
um, that fathers are not present. They're not in the home. They're always out doing dumb shit or whatever. Um, but that wasn't my experience. And, you know, my father was always there and always in the home and he didn't always show up in the ways that I would have liked and wasn't always as emotionally available as I would have wanted or needed, but I, he was always there. And I got the balance of having a man show up, love me, care for me, be present with me, have conversations with me, um, and just, you know, play with me and be, you know, be playful with me. And so it was, he is such a big part of who I am and uh, how I've become the person that I am. And like I said earlier, I am his child to a T. <laughs> that man could not deny me if he tried, not that he would ever try, but I am everything. I am the spitting image of this man in so many different ways. And I know that has created so much trial and turbulation in our relationship, but I'm just thankful to have had the experience of having a father who was present. I want to give my rose to him, not just because of the ways in which he showed up for me, but also because the ways in which I see him growing. I recognize that my father had a lot of internal work that he needed to do as I was growing up, as I'm sure most parents do. Um, But now in my 30s, looking at the relationship I have with him and looking at the conversations that we're able to have and the ways in which we're able to engage. Like I'm very thankful for the ways in which however it happened, whatever that looks like, whatever energy and effort it took, I'm just thankful for the ways in which he has grown and changed and shifted so that we can now be in a different space. Um, Cause I think that too has impacted the way in which I show up in the world and how I am able to continue to heal and move. Um, so thankful for him, especially because I've seen some not so positive father figures and had those around in my life too. <laughs> but having a positive father figure in my life, I think has impacted the ways in which I've grown. And I'm proud of him in the ways in which he has grown, especially from the things that he came from as a Black man in America, from the South, growing up in South LA, like all the things that he's had to endure and the ways in which he is coming out of that and healing and becoming a better person. I think I'm proud of him for that. So shout out to him for the work that he's doing. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I wanted. I don't know. Now I've been thinking, I think because you said father figure, I'm thinking father figure in my head. Saying I've been singing it for a minute. Um, because I'm crazy like that and I like George Michael. So yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for inserting that into the episode today. Yes, we appreciate you. Of course, of course. Is it? I mean, because we was so heavy for like an hour, so it's like yeah, no, you gotta yeah. have some comedic relief. Jeez. Sheesh. Um, but anyway, baggage. Yeah, shout out to y'all if y'all made it this whole episode because I know that was deep and it's gonna touch some people in a certain way. And 
I just want you to know you're not alone, you know, with either wound, whether it's a mother wound or father wound, like we all go through it. We all in it. And um, and they've been through it as well. So, Absolutely. So, you know, don't worry. It's going to be all right. Yes, ma'am. Well, that was another episode of Excess Baggage. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Excess Baggage Pod. That's Excess Baggage P-O-D. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review on the podcast app and Spotify. And remember to pack light and keep it tight. Buzz show.